Do you like audiobooks? Do you prefer audiobooks to reading? Or maybe you like reading, but you just don't have the time. Well, if that's the case, I have some good news for you. Not the fact that you're busy, but the fact that you can still ingest a good book. And if you'd like, you can try my book, A Medic's Mind, because it is just released in audiobook format, and it is available wherever audiobooks are sold. So if that sounds good to you, head over to audible.com and search for Emetics Mind today, and you can listen to it anytime you want, wherever you want, and wherever you are. As always, I truly appreciate the support. Thank you very much. Now let's get into this episode of Emetics Mind, the podcast. And welcome to A Medic's Mind, the podcast on Friday, May the 28th. I know I'm a little late to the party. I haven't released a podcast in a couple of weeks, but um, things are just busy for me, man. I uh, Things have, have kind of changed a little bit uh, with respect to my daily routines. Um, for one, I'm happy to report I'm waking up a heck of a lot earlier uh, and more consistently. You know, back when I was living in Ontario... I had a really difficult time maintaining a schedule, whereas being here, uh, living with Sheena and her two wonderful kids, um, I find them getting up consistently in, in, in at a certain time, and that makes me feel really good because it it means I I'm up earlier, I get to contribute a bit more, I get to do some things, and that in turn feels good. Accomplishments throughout the day, as little as they might be can, uh, accumulate to feel like big things. And, uh, and I find that that's kind of been happening for me since I moved out, uh, out here to beautiful British Columbia, Canada. So as I said, it is Friday, May the 28th. Uh, summer is fast approaching, you know, we're in June in a couple of days. And, uh, well, I guess if you're out in Ontario right now, you're probably going to refute that statement and, uh, say, no, summer's not here, man. We have snow today. (laughs) No, Nelson, that's not very nice. They got snow today, but it's not nice to laugh at them. So let's not do that. Uh, <laughs> I can't believe I, I saw that on the weather uh, that you guys are getting uh, some cold front today. Oh, my word. That is, uh, well, you know, Canada is known for our bipolar weather patterns. So it's not hugely shocking to me to see it. But, you know, nonetheless, out here in my part of the world, uh, today is nice and moderate, you know, it's like 16 degrees, it's overcast, it's my kind of day, a little bit of drizzle happening, I'm a happy guy in these uh, in these moments. But uh, yeah, no, things have been busy for me, guys, I apologize that I'm not uploading consistently, I will definitely try to be a little bit more consistent, uh, I do apologize, it's not... Uh, it's certainly not intentional, um, and it's not for lack of content either. There's, there's plenty for me to write and talk about, and I've been writing feverishly 
So partly what's kept me busy behind the scenes is um, I have written another book and I have been uh, sending that out to uh, Canadian and uh, international publishing houses in the hopes of getting picked up and having a book published, uh, a second book. And uh, things are great. It looked like I was going to get published. I had a, a, a publishing house reach out. They actually phoned me from the UK and uh, and told me how much they love my work. And they cited certain pieces of what I wrote and, and the things they liked about it. And then uh, they sent me the contract. And when I was reading the contract, well, everything changed. So in the contract, they wanted me to purchase 200 copies of my own book at retail cost. And then they said that I would recoup my money. They would give me a full refund if in the event that we sold 500 copies. Now, at retail price, at 200 copies, I'd be paying $5,104 just to have this book published. And I thought to myself, you know, the general rule is that money doesn't move away from the author. It moves towards the author. And so I, I questioned them about this and they said, yeah, you know, it's just to offset our risk factors, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, I didn't feel comfortable doing it. And so I, I respectfully declined their offer. So now the search continues. So that's kept me busy behind the scenes, uh, trying to find a home for my latest manuscript. Um, and other things that have kept me busy is, uh, you know, I, I am still in therapy. Uh, I do still have things that I work on. And part of that therapy is working with an occupational therapist. Now, this isn't so much to get me back in the workforce. It's to kind of get me back out in the public and get me functioning with some regularity and normality in public settings, you know, going grocery shopping without having the the angst and the, the negative effects and consequences that I generally suffer from by doing those seemingly innocuous things. Uh, and on top of that, I now have a... Um, yeah, I, it's hard for me to kind of class what this person is. It's not really a personal trainer. Um, so I believe this this individual is classically trained as a kinesiologist. Uh, but they're kind of here to kind of get me out in the public and doing some fun activities, introducing some fun into my life. And so things like going hiking, mountain biking, playing ball hockey, things like that. So I have I have another team member on my healthcare team and uh, and I meet with him once a week. And, uh, and so life, things have just changed for me, right? You know, uh, before when I was living in Ontario, it was a lot easier to bang out a podcast every week because it was just me, you know, it was just me. I had to worry about it. It was just me. I had to focus on. And, and here I have, uh, my beautiful girlfriend, Sheena and her two wonderful kids. And we have a dog and two cats and, um, the, and now I have this other treatment regimen that I'm adhering to. And, uh, things are busy and, and then that on top of that, trying to send my manuscript out in hopes that it's going to get published. So that's the reason for the delay. I do apologize. It's not intentional. I will try my very best now to get things out once a week. Uh, I will try, I'm aiming for Tuesdays every week. So Tuesdays every week, I'm aiming to get something out and, uh, and, and hopefully, uh, it doesn't suck, you know, <laughs> Uh, but speaking of, of content, I do have a blog read for you guys today. So, uh, I wrote this piece a couple days ago and it was, it was when I was sitting outside in my backyard. It was a, it was a really sunny day. The heat was coming down. It was just, it was, I'm not a huge fan of those days, but it was nice to be, our backyard is really nice and, uh, being surrounded by the mountains is well, it's, it's wonderful. So you, you can't, I can't really complain. And, uh, in the midst of sitting there, 
you know, getting beaten down by the sun, I started thinking about a memory that I hadn't had in a very long time. And part of that, uh, the reason for that memory being recalled is because I've been having recent conversations with an old friend, somebody that I used to go to school with, somebody that is, uh, you know, uh, grew up with and, uh, Life just took us in different directions and we just kind of, you know, fell away from one another. Nothing bad happened. No, no event transpired to make that uh, the case. It's just life and, and our directions went in, in opposite ways. And, uh, but he was always a great guy to me and uh, a great friend. And, and I started thinking about our origin story, how we met and, uh, and it got me, uh, smiling and I wanted to share it with you. So I, I took some time to write it down. And, uh, and, and that's what I've done. I wrote it down, turned it into a story as I do. And, uh, and I'm going to, uh, I'm going to, you know, play for you guys here. But before I do, just as a reminder to you guys, anybody who prefers the audio format for things, my book, A Medic's Mind is now currently available for audiobook download. You can go to Audacity, you can go to iTunes, anywhere audiobooks can be purchased or listened to. You can find A Medic's Mind, read by Roy E. Owens. Roy is somebody I became acquainted with via ACX, which is the platform used to publish uh, Amazon audiobooks. And Roy is a retired police officer. So I felt that it was a great fit to have him read my book and uh, to answer any questions that may be forthcoming. The reason I didn't read my own book. Um, there are still passages within that book that are quite difficult for me to navigate, uh, safely. And by safely, I mean, you know, emotionally stable and, uh, and in in a good headspace and without lingering after effects that could be negative and detrimental to me. So I made the decision to, um, to outsource it, to have somebody else read it on my behalf. And Roy nailed it. Roy did a fantastic job. I think, I think Roy's previous experience in, in his life, you know, being a a police officer for, uh, for a number of years and also suffering through his own, uh, life's experiences, um, lent, uh, lent a great genuine, uh, tone and, uh, and, and the inflections he uses are perfect. The, uh, the somber notes that he uses at the times that they're warranted are perfect. So I, I think he did a great job. I haven't listened to the book in its entirety, obviously, due to the same fact of why I couldn't narrate it in its entirety. So uh, what I did listen to was just the intro where, where he reads uh, what my, uh, my chief warrant officer uh, wrote about me in the forward of the book. And, uh, and I loved, I loved the way he read it. So I I can only assume the rest of the book is as stellar as that. So if you're interested, head over to Amazon or Audible or wherever you listen to audiobooks, search for A Medic's Mind. You'll find it there and you can listen to my book in its entirety via audio. Anyway, now let's get into this episode of A Medic's Mind. This is episode 206 and it is called A Boy Named Ryan. Childhood was an interesting time for me. Stable and secure it was not. By the time the 90s had come around, I had seen my family fracture and fragment into warring shards. Had my father removed from our home, I watched as my mother was stricken with disease and moved from one province to the next, only to turn around and come back again. And all of this 
before a full calendar year had completed itself. To say that I yearned for something more constant and reliable would be a drastic misrepresentation of my introspective strife. I often found reprieve in the form of escapist entertainment. This could range from anything such as reading a good story, grazing the tapestry of comic book pages, through to watching a good action flick that had been truncated for cable TV. They would even tub over the bad words, which I found to be rather amusing. You son of a ditch, I'm gonna muck you up. As the fashion trend of baggy jeans and oversized t-shirts took hold, so too did another cultural phenomenon, fresh from Japan. Boys my age were transfixed to their convex television screens, feverishly digesting the visual splendor that was the technicolor ass kickery of the mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Something about that cheesy, over-exaggerated, low-budget North American adaptation was mesmerizing. From the moment I laid eyes on those bright spandex uniforms, I was a fan. Jason, Zach, Billy, Kimberly, and Trini, they all captivated my attention on post-school afternoons. Hell, my mom would even record them so that I never missed an episode. Billy, the Blue Ranger. I always found myself empathizing and connecting with his character. A slightly awkward, yet kind and sincere ranger. He was portrayed as the nerd of the group. The guy who didn't really fit in. But he was also the guy that would do anything for anyone. He even had glasses like me. Made it even easier to transpose my likeness atop of his while sucking back a bowl of alfagettis. The other day I was sitting outside in our backyard. Feeling the heat of the sun as it poured atop of the hillsides and mountaintops. As the warmth saturated my skin, memories began to spill forward into consciousness. Things I hadn't thought about in a very long time. You see, summer and its synonym of heat are historically trying times for me to navigate. A lot of my life's painful moments take place beneath the cascading sun. As such, I have developed a, shall we say, misguided resentment toward that fiery orb that so looms above. But, in recent years, and with the reformation that comes from sobriety and recovery, I've been carving out new memories beneath the sun, and choosing to think back on the fonder times of my early life. A difficult task at times, but a worthy undertaking nonetheless. Whilst I was lazily flopped within a reclining lawn chair, I began to think back to another sunny day. A day much like the one I was sitting in now. I was younger, much less beleaguered by the sun back then, but... I still didn't care for the heat. My mother was homesick. She was battling through another round of cancer treatments, and thus our awaiting toilet beckoned to her every 45 minutes or so. Growing weary of hearing her gastrointestinal struggles bleed in through the walls, I fled to the outside. I had a small backpack with me. It was filled with plastic facsimiles of the red, blue, black, pink, and yellow Power Rangers. I didn't venture outside with my toys too often for fear that I'd be seen as a loser, or worse, a geek, should someone witness me playing an all-out battle of good versus evil with my miniature rangers. But when given the choice of having to listen to my poor mom heave her way through another afternoon, or risk being spotted outside, I took my chances. I could handle being mocked. It wouldn't be a first. I hated hearing my mom struggle. My ears hate thinking about it even today.
That afternoon, something unusual transpired. I heard a voice slap against my ears. A voice of someone that was around my age. Nine, maybe ten. I didn't see anyone at first, but the voice came again. Hey, you like the Power Rangers? Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, Who's there? Where are you? Immediately after uttering my befuddled inquiry, a figure emerged, crashing in through some hedges near the fence I had been playing by. Hey, I'm Ryan. Uh, I like the red one, the kid said through a smile that required a passport to traverse. Oh, yeah, he's, he's pretty cool. His name's Jason. Yeah, I know, he's awesome, he said before I could finish. Can I play? He continued, still smiling as though he was going to sell me something. But he never did. Sell me something, I mean. He just sat down and started playing alongside me. Unabashed and unfazed by my presence, he just mimicked kicking and punching sounds through pursed lips, just as I had been doing prior to his appearance. He seemingly cared little for who was or was not around. He was just living his best action-packed life. I was somewhat envious of his freedom. Geek, or loser, were words that did not exist within his colloquial repertoire. His name was, as he said, Ryan, and over the course of the summer, we became great friends. He would come over to my place and we would watch Power Rangers together. We even remarked about how one day we were going to marry the Pink Ranger, Kimberly. The logistics of how that would work didn't enter the arena of conversation at that age. We just basked in the shared thought of it while ingesting the 25 minutes of nonstop action. We would play outside until the street lamps came on, and even after that, We'd have to get yelled at to head inside. I was always the Blue Ranger, and he was the Red One. Well, until the Green One came along. We fought imaginary evildoers day and night. Sleepovers were filled with zealous conversations about episodes that we would fabricate and wish upon. Ryan helped assuage the otherwise piteous summer days that year. And when the fall came and school was about to start back up, I faced a new trepidatious introspection. There I was, the night before the first day of school. Ryan and I had hung out all day for as long as we could, and had even agreed to walk to school together the following morning. And somewhere within that agreement, I blurted out how cool it would be to dress as the civilian versions of our favorite power heroes. Meaning that I would not only wear something blue, but I would adorn my belt buckle that housed a craggy, plastic face of a Triceratops, just as it was in the show. Their morphin powers were housed within a belt buckle, a replica buckle I had been fortunate enough to procure one summer day while out at the mall with my mom. She said I could have a toy for how good I had been. And without hesitation, when I saw that imitation morpher, I just had to have it. And on the last day of summer, for whatever reason, I had to go and make the stupid suggestion that he and I dress up like TV superheroes and wander the halls of a brand new school year. Nothing bad could possibly happen. I wanted so badly to call Ryan and take back the suggestion, but it was too late. I had already been told to get to bed, so there was no way of letting him know that I was having second thoughts. That night, I tossed and turned with fright. I worried that come morning, The kid I had spent the summer with would all of a sudden be too cool for me, 
and in turn instantly point and laugh at my selected attire. And that stupid plastic morpher was already attached to my belt. I even had to get my older brother's help to attach it, so there was no way for me to remove it either. I peered through the darkened ambiance of my room, glaring at my chosen wardrobe for the morning. With each passing minute, each stitch, every wrinkle and imperfection began to look more and more unsightly, and dare I say, geeky. I was screwed. I barely slept a wink that night. I think it was my eyelids sliding over my dry eyes in a blink that woke the birds that morning. From out my window, I could see a crescent glow emerging from behind the mountain. Another sunny day. Too hot to wear a sweater or something else baggy enough to warrant changing my outfit. I didn't want to risk not wearing it for fear that Ryan was going to follow through on his part. I felt if I were to show up outside in regular clothes and he was adhering to his part, he'd be mad at me. And I also worried that I was going to be the only one dumb enough to have taken what I said last evening seriously, and that when he catches sight of me, he's going to point and laugh his ass off, and voila, I become the laughing stock of grade 5. Fuck. What the hell was I going to do? In the midst of this rumination, I felt myself smile. Smile because I know what comes next. I went outside dressed in a vertical lined button down, sleeves rolled a quarter of the way. It was tucked into my khakis, and there on display was my triumphant, limited edition, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers buckle. Its plastic edges gleamed in the ascending sunlight. I swear, an overhead plane would have been able to spot me on a clear day such as that one. I shuffled nervously in place for several minutes waiting for Ryan. As I was walking in place, I heard a voice call out from across the playground that rested near my house. Hey! Hey, Matt! An instant wave of relief bordering on excitement filled my urchin veins. Ryan had followed through. Not sure why I ever doubted him. He neared closer to me, once again boasting that immeasurable smile. It was infectious, and soon, the corners of my lips began to curl upwards as well. I walked to school and survived the first day just as I had survived the summer. And I did so because of a kid named Ryan. A kid who gifted me something so much more than just friendship. He never knew it, but that summer he saved me from a torrent of tears. He made me feel like a regular kid, a sensation that was all too foreign to me while growing up. He simply wandered up to me on that bright summer day, sat down and started playing alongside me. He didn't care that my father was an abusive monster, now absent from my life. He didn't judge me when my lips were just a bit too heavy to force a smile on the days that my mom was really bad. All summer, he was just there, right beside me, like a battle buddy, a true Power Ranger. Life, of course, took us in different directions. We grew older and fell away from one another. Soon we just exchanged cordial head nods in the hallways of high school. And after that, well, for many years I never heard from Ryan, and nor he from me. Life had placed bustle and distance between us lads. But as many of you know, I recently moved back to my humble slice of the Canadian pie. And you know what? Ryan lives less than two hours away even as a YouTube channel. 
we've reconnected and I'm happy to report that he still has that coast-to-coast smile. And it remains as infectious as it did all those years ago. And that's how I survived a hot Canadian summer in the 90s, by meeting a kid named Ryan. And the reason I'm smiling here now, on a hot afternoon all these years later, is because of a man. A man named Ryan. A man I am proud to call friend, brother, and of course, the Green Ranger. After me, brother, when we were children, you always had my back. You took all the blame when our father oh, caught us doing things that drove a man. Journey with me in the morning 